The ever-increasing pace and impact of technological change has been the subject of fascination for investors, educators, entrepreneurs, and pundits of varying stripes at least as far back as 1965, when Gordon Moore first postulated his now-famous law. As emerging technology continues to build upon itself, the trajectory of change is likely to continue accelerating. And tomorrow's workforce needs to get a handle now on the critical technical disciplines necessary to thrive in the future. Hello, I'm your host, Paul Teese, and on this episode of If When, we explore the topic of STEAM education, what it is, why it's important, and how to get more of today's students involved in it, with three STEAM education advocates from Jacobs. Joining me for this episode are Kara Conan, STEAM Lead for Europe, Lainey Harbour, Communications Project Manager, and Samuel Stanford, Structural Engineer, Jacobs Electronics Team. Kara, Lainey, and Sam, thank you all so much for joining me today. I'm excited to talk with you about the topic of STEAM education. Uh, I know that Jacobs as a company is putting a lot of emphasis on it, which of course makes sense with all the technology and engineering and you know, all the hard science disciplines that the company uh, excels at. So, you know, kind of to get us started and Sam, you know, I wanted to start with you, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit like why is STEAM education so important? STEAM is, is literally everything. It's science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And there's a hot debate. I wouldn't say hot debate. There used to be a hot debate about STEAM versus STEM. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, without STEAM, I don't know where we would be at as a, as a species. I think we would still be dwelling in caves and worrying about predators and stuff that, that we never thought we would have to today. And it's, I mean, science, if you break it down, science is in medicine and in beer and ice cream and in love and Mm -hmm. technology is, you know, look at what we're doing right now. We're taking advantage of electromagnetic waves that are running thousands of kilometers and being able to talk in almost real time, a little bit of a delay, but almost in real time. And then you have engineering. We get into cars and buses and trains and, and planes to go places. We have beautiful, we have art, of course. Art is you know, a communication to be able to talk, to enjoy uh, expression through sculptures and paintings and drawings. And, and then, of course, math. Math is the ability to model the universe and understand it to, to a certain, to a, a percentage, I guess, of uncertainty, but to be able to understand it, that's like the unwritten language of, of reality. So I would say it's paramount to have STEAM education. I don't mean to take a egocentric approach here, but I think STEAM education is, is paramount so we can continue our uh, success as a, as a species for generations to come and also protecting our home, taking the ego out of this conversation, just protecting our home, which is earth and, you know, protecting the species that, you know, the flora and fauna that's all around us. So that's why I think steam steam is very important. Excellent. So Kara, what drew you to want to help promote uh, steam learning and training? So I first became aware of STEAM or STEM, as Sam referred to, it was originally back then mm-hmm. uh, through a major roads project that I was working on. At the time, I'd had very little of involvement with school pupils. Um, 
So I moved back to Scotland after five years in London as a stakeholder consultant to become completely immersed in a new role as an education liaison officer, which was a completely eye-opening experience for me. But within the first few weeks, I absolutely knew that that was where I wanted to focus my career, even though it had been so far removed from what I was doing originally. Mm-hmm. The more events that I ran, the more I could see that spark ignite in the pupils and they began to understand about the jobs that there were in STEAM and all the questions they were coming up with. And they started to show me that they were really getting it. Mm-hmm. And then the more work I did with different age groups, I could see the difference we were making in the younger years, just letting them know the basics of the STEAM jobs that were out there how they approach certain subject choices when they got to early secondary school, and how we were able to help them become better informed about the jobs available to them if they took certain subjects. And finally, also supporting them through uh, further education, be it through apprenticeships or a degree. Hmm. So, you know, as you've been walking this journey, what have you found, Kara, are some of the more effective strategies for promoting STEAM education? For me, what I found uh, from my experience is coming at it from all angles. So there's no one size fits all when it comes to promoting STEAM education. We need our fantastic STEAM ambassadors to go out there into schools and communities, spreading the word about STEAM careers, different pathways into them, and sharing their enthusiasm about their own roles. Our STEAM office, city or country leads throughout Jacobs to coordinate their networks of STEAM ambassadors making them aware of the opportunities to engage with pupils and teachers and giving them the support that they need to make these events successful. And not only working with the pupils, but also working with the teachers and the parents Mm -hmm. as well, so that the same message is getting out there to everybody. So a STEAM activity can reach the number of pupils present in a room, but by working with a teacher, they can then take that knowledge and spread it year on year on year. And by working with parents and communities, we can dispel some of the myths on certain careers that Sam mentioned and support them in helping their children make informed choices for their future subjects and their future career pathways. Our STEAM ambassadors have different levels of experience when it comes to running events. So even in terms of developing appropriate materials or knowing the right language to use to speak to different age groups. So what we've done is provided Jacob's STEAM training course to give our ambassadors the strongest base knowledge that we can to give them the confidence to go out there in front of pupils. And we're always supportive, of course, of if newer ambassadors want to pair up with more experienced ambassadors just to get the the best for everyone. At Jacob's, we've got our employee networks and we encourage STEAM to be that golden thread that runs through all of these. And we've learned that in order to capture not just the imagination, but even as basic as the attention of the pupils, We need to be really varied on how we deliver STEAM events to different year groups. And this often means having the right ambassadors for the event, ensuring that it's fun and interactive, but it's also an engaging experience for them. We don't, however, want to always just do one big event that reaches big numbers of pupils at once, but has no lasting impact. So we therefore promote the idea of working regularly and often with the same pupils throughout their time in school. And this way, we begin to build up relationships with the schools, with the teachers, with the pupils, and they can see that genuine emphasis that Jacobs puts on STEAM education, our values to encourage a future pipeline of employees who've basically grown up with the name Jacobs as a company, and they know what our company can offer. Yeah, so that's very fascinating, Kara, you know, in terms of the emphasis that Jacobs and other you know, education-minded organizations have. But Lainey, I want to flip this. A little bit and ask, you know, because it's the success is going to be where it's treated as a dialogue and not a monologue in sense of kids want to be a part of the discussion they want. In order to reach them, we have to be able to 
to encourage them to speak as well. You know, so why should young people, do you think, Lainey, why should they care about STEAM topics and disciplines? There, there are so many reasons. And it, it does seem that the, the younger generations have a, a true hunger for caring for our home as Sam so wonderfully put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so why do you should care for a ton of reasons, but STEM careers really are focused on addressing the biggest, most intense and complex challenges of our time. Mm-hmm. And these careers will create our future and the world we live in. And then how we also return, we in turn respond to the new challenges. So obviously there's challenges with every generation and STEAM careers are going to be instrumental in addressing those and finding the opportunities for success and creating an even brighter future. And here it's important to call out that, you know, when we say, you know, quote, STEAM careers, mm-hmm. it encompasses so much like Sam and Care have mentioned, like there's, there's infinite opportunities for this to be applied. And so if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, well, engineering or, you know, math isn't my strong suit. Well, I think we all on this call would encourage you to maybe think a little differently, Mm -hmm. a little more broadly about what it could mean for you, how to take your skills and your experience and then apply them to STEAM careers, because it isn't just one thing. It isn't just engineering. Like chances are, if you think about it, you could apply your skills, your passion to, to do these things. And for me, like STEAM careers, it really boils down to it's creative problem solving mm-hmm. and creative solutions. And we know that there are like infinite ways to solve problems. And, you know, just tying it back to, to our organization, Jacobs does a really good job <laughs> of finding those people and finding the solutions in a creative and fresh way. And I think, you know, so much of the work that we do, and it sounds like everyone on this call is aligned with like really that commitment to the future and like the world that we want to have and build. I think our younger generations already have that inclination and then STEAM careers are like that vehicle that are going to get them there. Mm. Now, you know, Sam, Lainey had used terminology that kind of speaks about, you know, in a sense, an aha moment, you know, like thinking differently in terms of like how you approach STEAM, broadening your understanding, that sort of thing, you know, so it's, it's really encouraging people who might they might be pigeonholing, I guess, their perspective of STEAM. You know, it's really kind of challenging them to open that and give it a different look. You know, so I'd like to ask you, Sam, was there an aha moment for you in regards to STEAM education that helped you appreciate its importance? Yeah, and I, if you don't mind, I'd like to jump back really quick to what Lainey said. And because she said that there's people out there that, you know, don't maybe appreciate math versus engineering. But as soon as you put the blinders on through school, I think that suppresses uh, a a person's curiosity. And we need to have appreciation across the the entire spectrum of education Mm. to be able to fully understand our capabilities in life. As soon as you say, like, if if a 10-year-old says, hey, I, I can't get this math stuff right, maybe it's not for me. No, it's just, you know, maybe it's uh, an outside influence or someone that they're, they're hanging out with, or it's the teacher or something. It's never the individual. Um, it's just based on the education that they're receiving. So I don't, you know, it's, STEAM is for everybody. Science, anybody can be a scientist. Anybody can be an engineer. Anybody can be the next Pablo Picasso. It's, it's, within, it's within all of us. Uh, now, 
as for my aha moment, I don't know, it kind of came in two stages. The first stage I think was, was actually in college. I was a bit of a late bloomer. I, whenever I was in high school, I didn't, I didn't care too much about education. I was more of a sportsy kind of a person, Mm -hmm. which looking back on it now, I think I've 180 my entire (laughs) thought process. Uh, being that I'm a, I'm now a, a part, like I, I have a physics degree and, a, and I'm a structural engineer, mm-hmm. but yeah, my, my aha moment was whenever I was actually taking environmental and sustainability courses in my later, later years in college. Mm-hmm. And it just opened my eyes to a lot that's going on, like in, in the world. And it made me kind of care, you know, sometimes I think the aha moment is more social than it is informative. Uh, that kind of progressed me to look more in a broad sense and, and kind of look at like who I am as a person and what I know. Mm-hmm. And then, then it came to pandemic time. I know we don't really want to talk about the pandemic, but uh, whenever it was pandemic time, there was a lot of time to self-assess mm-hmm. and uh, reflect on where I was and also reflect on where like, you know, where we are in life. And I was like, wow, there's not enough science communicators out there. There's a lot of people doing the science across the board. There's, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are working on specific problems. So my aha moment was, wow, we need science communicators. So I'm like, I need to do something about this. So that's where I started writing ecological blogs I call them research blogs because there's a heck of a lot of research in them, mm-hmm. but, and then also my podcast, because we got to get information to people that's, you know, that they can understand socially and informationally and, and connect the dots across the spectrum. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Sam was talking about, you know, education uh, and the importance of that role. Are there any educators who you would point to who are particularly influential and raising the profile of STEAM education efforts for you, perhaps someone in your own experience. And you know, can you tell us who comes to mind and why? Yeah, so I had a long think about this question. I went back to my school teachers and I was the geography geek. That was my thing. And Mrs. Crisp, she was fantastic. She led me to understand that if I enjoyed geography, if I did that as a university degree, that I would enjoy whatever job I went into. But actually, the example that I'm going to use is someone a lot more recent than that. I had the pleasure of working with a lady called Christine Percival, who was a sub-consultant to Jacobs on that major roads project that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So having started in 2015 with no background in running educational programs previously, Christine acted as a mentor and a friend to lead me uh, through this kind of educational side of the framework that we did for that project. Christine, who's now retired, was previously a teacher who, among other roles, worked at the University of Strathclyde, where she led the Innovative Routes to Learning team from 1999 to 2010. Mm-hmm. And during that time, she developed uh, what was called the Summer Academy. So she delivered and developed this program that was aimed to widen access to higher education, but also to close the attainment gap. And she actually was awarded an MBE for her services to education for this program. So it was an utter honor for me to to be able to work alongside and learn from somebody who's got that much passion for raising the role of STEAM. And it certainly rubbed off on me and I can only aspire to achieve half of what she has in the course of my career. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So I want to I want to circle back kind of earlier in our discussion. Lainey, this question is for you and Sam and Kara both mentioned it as well. 
you often hear the term STEM rather than STEAM. And, you know, so what's with the A? And like, you know, why has Jacobs decided to add the A? Yep, we, we've gotten that question many times in our, when we're talking about STEAM externally, and it's, it's a valid question. Mm-hmm. But so we've adopted STEAM, expanding the traditional and perhaps definitely, definitely what more well-known STEM reference to incorporate the A, the arts, because we believe that highlights the value that creativity and design and innovation mm-hmm. bring to our projects. So maybe they don't fit, those pieces don't fit into like maybe the more traditional categories of science, technology, and engineering and math, mm-hmm. but they are absolutely a piece that we bring to all of our projects. And by doing so, we think that that enables all of our people globally to see themselves and the work they do in STEAM at Jacobs. So, and we're, you know, we're all about inclusion at Jacobs. We want people to be themselves. And the idea is that no matter where you sit or what you do, you know, that your work supports our communities and our clients. And it's, it's kind of like the idea when we were, we're explaining this internally, we kind of use this um, example, like it's kind of like a car. So of course you want the engine to be an engineering feat and the build to be streamlined and all of the parts to work perfectly, but design and aesthetics matter too. We want the look to be engaging, the design to be efficient. So all of these components add up to an even stronger whole than than them individually. And so that's why we've adopted the A and made it STEAM rather than STEM. I got you. I got you. So more people can feel like they they can see themselves as a part of it and more, more students, quite frankly, I think you know, Sam's mm-hmm. earlier point can see themselves also participating as well. Now, Kara, you know, you touched on the role of parents, you know, working in concert with educators, you know, let's talk a little bit about parents as STEAM advocates. You know, what are some effective strategies for reaching and enabling parents so that they can become stronger STEAM advocates. So one drawback that we do see as much with the pupils that we work with and the teachers, and we can widen their understanding and their knowledge of STEAM careers and different pathways into them, but the parents are so influential. So if we don't give them that same level of knowledge to help the pupils make these informed decisions about Mm. their future, then a lot of the great work that we do might not come to fruition. So this is exactly why it's so important for us to educate the parents as well as the pupils. Mm -hmm. For example, apprenticeships 10, 15 years ago were considered the route into career if a pupil didn't get into university. But that mindset has completely changed in recent years. Pupils are learning the benefits to apprenticeships such as earn while they learn, becoming immersed in a company from the start, hands-on experience over the academic route. But if the parents don't know about this shift in thinking, it could then lead to uninformed decisions, outdated conversations on the right career pathway for their child. So it's therefore imperative that as part of our Jacob's STEAM strategy that we incorporate an element of working with parents and communities for sure. So we have in the making a Jacob's Virtual Careers Fair, which when used will hopefully be done both in school and at home. So pupils and parents can navigate the site to learn about all the different careers in a company such as Jacob's together so they can make these decisions. And it will be broken down into school subjects so the pupil can start right from the absolute basics of what they know they enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then by going into the school subject hubs, 
that you're going to see around the virtual room. They can learn about all the different jobs in Jacobs or similar engineering companies that have these subjects at the heart of them. So, for example, if they go into the geography one, they learn about all the things we do in water and environment, from math and physics into the engineering one. And what it also allows us to do is host regular Q&A sessions, so where the pupils and their parents can both book slots to speak to our employees in various disciplines so that they, again, can have these conversations open honestly with those who can help them. We also have the STEAM tab on the jacobs.com page that parents can learn about all the great STEAM work that we do at Jacobs around the world, and they can start to see the benefit in providing varied work experience opportunities for their pupils and why it's so important to give them the broadest range possible of um, experiences so that they can make informed decisions about their futures. Now, Lainey, uh, you know, couple of questions for you here really concerning Jacobs diving in a little deeper you know and I touched on it at the beginning you know obviously as a uh, engineering and science and technology company we have a vested interest in cultivating the next generation of workers but beyond that kind of diving deeper you know Laney why does steam matter to Jacobs and our clients and communities you touched on a talent future talent pipeline absolutely is a piece of it mm. But we also really believe in showing up for our communities, where we live and where we work. And we know that STEAM and STEAM education and STEAM volunteering Mm. connects us and the work we do with these communities. And we also know we can influence future generations to consider meaningful careers, whether it be at Jacobs or elsewhere. But again, going back to the top of the call, like they're going to address the challenges of today. And we were all about solving the challenges so we can have a better, more connected and sustainable world for the long-term well-being of society, of our species, to borrow borrow that from Sam. Mm -hmm. It also provides us, STEAM and STEAM education, provides us an amazing opportunity to partner with our clients in a different way that maybe is a little outside of our projects, another way for us to create that social value that is incredibly important to us as an organization. Again, to to show up, to prove Mm -hmm. that we mean what we say and we say, we we do what we say and we say what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's a really important piece of why we've kind of doubled down on our commitment to STEAM and STEAM education. So Jacobs, I think it's fair to say that Jacobs sees it as something that's right to do, right? So it's like it's baking it into its culture, but also, you know, from a strategic standpoint, you know, and as a follow-up, Laney, you know, how does STEAM support the company strategy, mm-hmm. uh, especially other, other organizations may be listening and they have some nascent STEAM initiatives, but it's like, why should they really go all in? Like, how does it support the strategy as well as just being something that would be right to do? Yeah, that's a a great question. So I think, you know, putting just my like employee hat on for a second, it's really frustrating when you feel like things are done in isolation. And so we didn't want that to, we didn't want STEAM to feel like, oh, here's another thing they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's no STEAM is part of the bigger whole of our corporate strategy, right? So We've just launched a corporate strategy a couple of months ago. And of the, in the strategy, there are three accelerators that are going to generate kind of the springboard for our business. Mm-hmm. And one of those is climate response. And that is all focused on end-to-end solutions that we create with our clients for energy transition, decarbonization, adaptation and resilience, and uh, natural resource stewardship. 
And so STEAM, STEAM education, again, going back to this idea of solving these complex problems mm -hmm. is baked right into that accelerator. I think it touches all of our accelerators, but absolutely in that climate response accelerator. So the more that we can engage our communities and partners around these events and ideas and training, mm -hmm. the chances are it will resonate, build stronger partnerships, and ultimately lead to better solutions. In addition to being a part of the accelerator, it's a part of our sustainable business strategy, which is called Plan Beyond 2.0. Mm -hmm. So please, I'd encourage everyone to go check it out. It outlines everything that we're doing as a company to be more sustainable and, and like specifically outlines our commitments and achievements. Mm -hmm. And so as a part of that, as a company, again, part of the strategy, the sustainable sustainability strategy and part of our company strategy, mm -hmm. we have a goal of 50,000 STEAM volunteering hours for our employees to achieve by 2025. Mm. It's a lofty goal, but we're, we're putting that front and center that we want our people to show up and help build this education and build these partnerships, our communities around the world, mm. truly, truly global. Because we know that that engagement is a super important piece of this commitment to our brand promise, right? Challenging today to reinvent tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, engaging people, activating them, getting them excited about this. And, you know, Sam, you mentioned earlier that you have a podcast, right? You know, that mm -hmm. that you started um, and, you know, it's really exciting. I think it's everything steam. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I would, I would encourage people to go check it out. It's really a lot of great topics and, and you and your team do a really nice job there. You know, you're the host and creator uh, why did you start it? And can you share a little bit of your experience, what you've learned and what's next? Oh boy. Yeah. I have many reasons for why I started it. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, I mean, it was just to broaden my horizons as an individual mm -hmm. and, you know, sharing that journey with others, because one thing that I overlooked when I was starting was I was just trying to push like good information to people. Mm -hmm. But like, I think the just making it personal was a lot more important. Like the aha moment, mm -hmm. like totally resonates. If I'm doing the aha, wow, like I'm learning this, then more than likely the person that's listening to it is also going to resonate with me and go, oh my gosh, like it's the wow moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's one. And then also my public speaking skills, you know, I, I would like to get out of I would like to keep podcasting, but I'm really looking forward to someday doing public talks mm -hmm. because uh, I think it's a way to reach even more people. So a while ago, I wasn't very good at public speaking quite like I was, I was really nervous, even doing something like this, I'm getting a lot better, but uh, that that's another sort of reason why I did it. Also networking. I get to meet such amazing people throughout the process of this. I've met people in Germany, in the UK, in Colombia, all over the world so far. It's been a lot of fun and getting to share their work and their passions is great too, because the people that want to be on this are just so passionate about what they do. I just interviewed a guy last night and he's a, a birder. He's, he, uh, he goes birding and he, he's a park ranger and he just loves sharing that. We talked about birds and the environment and their extreme importances and, and what like, you know, anthropogenic or, or climate change is doing to them. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. I, I get to talk to people like that all the time, which is so great. 
And it makes me a better person as well. You know, I can hold conversations with so many different people, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, most importantly is just sharing that great information with others because knowledge, in my opinion, knowledge and love are like the two best things in reality. So I'd like to at least give somebody one, one of those two, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. And if you don't mind, I kind of want to jump back to what Lainey was saying a little bit earlier and that communication arts and communication is super important because we go from, to be able to get from hypothesis Mm -hmm. to theory, we need art, right? Because there's three ways in which you can get to a theory. There is the observation, there's the mathematical, you know, ability to, to model it. And then there's the experimentation. And one of those things is, is art, being able to conceptualize it and put it into a drawing or be able to communicate it to others is, is very vital. So across the entire spectrum, even if we were just talking at STEM. Art is so important. If we didn't have it, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I just wanted to, to bring that to an attention. And then one more thing is that with, with what Jacobs is doing is, is super, super important because we have, we develop unconscious biases based upon many influences through our teachers, our parents, our, our peers, and other like, you know, other party kind of influences. And Jacobs is doing a great job and, and I'm not trying to promote, but I, I think it's really important. And it just came to my mind is that we're, we're trying to hit the parents, which is important. We're trying to reach the peers, which is, you know, doing these, these steam adventures, going to schools, talking to their peers. So then it's shared information. And, um, and then also we're, we're doing the third, I want to say third party. We're doing the third party act. We're not the educational system, but we're showing that, these things are super important and as many influences as you can get, you know, shapes these malleable minds. They're so kids are so malleable. So why not hit, you know, get to them as early as possible. They're doing a good job. No, ab- absolutely. And, and I think your enthusiasm for the topic, I mean, you know, I think that comes through and I think that's important as well. You know, it's not just a matter of like, pounding the kids with information, but making them excited about wanting to learn, right? And I, I'm not a teacher, but I'm a, all, all the best teachers I ever had made me excited to learn, right? Absolutely. So my next couple of questions, this first one I want to ask Sam and Kara, and I'll start with you, Sam, and then we'll, Kara, we'll have you come in. You know, is there anything especially surprising you've learned as you've been immersed in efforts to promote STEAM education? Yes, that is such a long laundry list. <laughs> now pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, d- delivery of information. I think I explained this a little bit earlier, but maybe go in depth a little bit more is delivery of information to lay people. Mm-hmm. Social versus numbers is key, right? I try to keep it in the podcast like 80-20 layman's to technical. Mm-hmm. That way we can reach a broad spectrum of, of individuals 
but also spike their curiosity. If you get way too technical and way too numbery, like I can, I can talk to you about the parts per million of, of CO2 in the atmosphere that we need to reach to get this goal of this certain temperature globally. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't care about that. What they really care about is how is that going to affect their children? How's it going to affect their wallets? How is it going to affect their social abilities in the next so-and-so decades? Mm-hmm. Like that's more, way more important because the numbers are cool. Like they, they make, they make sense, but a lot of the times it makes sense to only a select few. So if you want to hit a broad amount of people, you need to be more social, more relatable. And I think the way to do that also is through storytelling rather than just point blank question and answer. Let's move on. Like telling a story is super important. Like I can't like the, the difference in numbers in terms of my analytics. If I story tell versus just spitting, spitting facts is, is uh, unbelievably skewed. So I, one more thing is it, it's kind of funny. I I've noticed this quite recently is like the, the more, the bigger your platform gets, the more people don't really want to help you. They would much rather correct you. And I think that's something that we need to put, a focus on moving forward is, is, is being more tightly knit as a society rather than tearing somebody down. Let's, you know, let's continue to help them and continue their, their growth and knowledge. So that's, those are a couple of quick things that I've, I've learned so far. No, and that's wonderful. Cause I think, you know, absolutely. Storytelling is so key, right? Because we're all audiences. We all love stories. And so, and it's like, that, that goes back to why the A Right. Why A isn't why it's steam and not STEM is because storytelling makes it relevant and brings it a kind of full circle. But yeah. so, so Kara, same question for you. Is there anything especially surprising you've learned as you've been immersed in efforts to promote STEAM education? Yeah, I do first want to say I completely agree with Sam and I think a huge part of the base training that we do give our STEAM ambassadors is to help them understand that the way they speak to their colleagues who maybe all have the same engineering jargon or ways of speaking is very, very different, uh, not even just for understanding, but of keeping the interest of pupils. So, okay, there might be the detail of it, but everything has to be interactive because if you think how long you can pay attention to a subject that you perhaps don't know anything about, take that down to a seven-year-old. You've lost them in minutes if you can't, if you can't keep them engaged. But for me, and I can't decide if surprise is too strong a word or not strong enough, but I am completely blown away by the commitment and sheer enthusiasm of our STEAM ambassadors. Mm-hmm. They all see the benefit to the pupils, but they also see the benefit to themselves of what they get out to it. They get out there, they get stuck into a huge variety of events from early primary school through to secondary school, right through to college and university students. The offers of help and support, not just for me in my role, but to each other when sharing event ideas and collaborating to ensure that pupils get the best experience possible. And a continuous stream of new STEAM ambassadors is all based on the spreading of the word on how important STEAM education is but also the buzz that the ambassadors get themselves by knowing and seeing the difference that they've made to a pupil's life. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And then my last question, this is for Kara and Lainey. And, you know, this is, this is really for those other organizations, you know, people out there uh, in the professional sphere, you know, who may have a STEAM education platform of some size, you know, some are, more capable than others. Maybe they're just starting out. 
Um, but just in the interest of sharing, you know, uh, thought leadership and ideas. And Kara, I'll start with you. You know, what advice would you give to other employers who are starting out on their STEAM journey? Yeah, I've got quite a few. So um, I'd firstly say aim not just to sponsor events and actually go out there and get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. So companies uh, have so much to give pupils and so much valuable knowledge to share that they could potentially shape the rest of that pupil's life. Mm. It's also only by getting out there and talking to pupils and helping them understand the vast number of options for their further education and employment out there that they can start to make those informed decisions about their future. Mm-hmm. Have a diverse team of STEAM ambassadors from all areas of the business, all grades with different pathways to give the pupils as broad an idea of the different career options there is to them and showing them that there's not always one route into career and it takes people of all backgrounds and all abilities to create strong effective teams uh, not just in industry but in any scenario that they go on to their future life. Don't be scared of virtual delivery mm-hmm. there are pros and cons to virtual and face-to-face but by choosing to incorporate virtual engagement to your STEAM strategy the number of pupils that you can reach is far far wider and you can start to sport those steam cold spots, which it was previously harder to get to just because we've got so dependent on doing everything face to face. Continue building up your steam networks and get senior management and middle management buy in. And this then shows that steam isn't just an add on to your day job. It is something that you live and breathe as part of your role. Mm-hmm. And it's the benefit for your employees and not just the pupils. And it supports the employees and contributes to their future employee pipeline for the business as well. I would say don't be afraid to consider partnering with other organizations. It's not a them and us situation. Um, We could support other other people with what we can do, but we necessarily have the same skills as them. So use other organizations to complement or supplement your own STEAM engagement. And finally, whilst I recommend working with schools on what you deliver to support what they need, I would also consider things like sustainability, net zero, climate change, as well as positive mindset messages to run through all of your activities, as these are going to be the challenges that the pupils are going to face again and again in their futures. Excellent. Excellent advice. Yeah, and I really like that about, you know, encouraging organizations to collaborate, not to see it as a competitive, a competitive endeavor. You know, Lainey, same question for you. You know, what advice would you give to other employers starting out on their STEAM journey? Yeah, it, building on care is like rich, wonderful answer. Mm-hmm. So, so much in there, like action that you can action on. So such a such a great answer. But just building on that and Kara uh, and I have worked together on this for Jacob. So our answers, I think, are very complimentary, which is very nice. So I think initial steps mm-hmm. would be find out what you're already doing. Even if there's not an organized program, chances are there are people in your organization that already feel passionately about it, are doing the work. They're probably superstars. They've built these relationships already. So chances are there's there's maybe something going on in an unofficial capacity. Mm -hmm. So learn from those people and then listen to them. (laughs) Find out what works, what maybe doesn't work, what we can amplify, what what maybe we want to stay away from. And then from that information, from that information and that data collection, build a framework, give people resources and a little bit of structure, but then leave plenty of room for creativity. Don't, the goal is never to squash creativity. Again, that goes back to like when you're in school and you're learning and you're like, well, I can't do math. And like, chances are, I guess you can, but we, we squashed it out of you 
in some way. So we don't want to do that when we're in the professional world either. So leave room for creativity, leave room for people to freestyle and have fun with it. So when you have fun with it, other people have fun and they engage more and it works. It just, it just works better. I think we can all agree that that is true. So once you've built this framework and you provided this resources, a little bit of structure, mm-hmm. get, make sure your leaders are on board, get your leaders pumped about it and to support steam locally. And I, I would like to share a brief example. When we were presenting our steam program to our executive leadership team, mm-hmm. we were nervous and we wanted it to be perfect. And after our presentation was over, the first question was, how can we help you? Mm. And that was incredible mm. to have that. Like we were prepped with questions. We were ready to defend it to the, to, to the brink. But <laughs> the question was, how can we help you deliver this? Mm. And that was amazing. And then that just paved the way mm. for the conversations to be smoother, for people to engage easier. And it was just like, just so appreciated. So I definitely wanted, I want to share that story because that is, man, whew, to get that is incredible. Mm. And so once you've done that, you've done all these steps, give your employees the resources and then give them the time, remove barriers for them actually to live, to deliver these activities. So it's one thing to say like, hey, we want you to go out and volunteer, but we're not going to give you any time to do that. That's like, that's a conflicting message. So you need, when you're, when you're, if you're asking your people to do that, mm-hmm. show up with the time and show up with the resources so that you're again, practicing what you're preaching. You're, you're meeting what you, you're saying and, and, and your people will, will respond to that. So those are just some pieces of feedback from our experience that um, I think enabled us to launch a, a successful and engaging STEAM program. Oh, excellent. Excellent advice. Well, Kara, Laney, and Sam, I want to thank you all so much for an enlightening discussion today. I've learned a lot and uh, I hope our listeners, I trust they have too. There's so much. It's a very rich field to dive into. And it's, you know, I love the fact that, you know, particularly with the inclusion of the A, because I I can, I can certainly appreciate that as a erstwhile storyteller. So I think STEAM is, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot there would love for kids and their parents, educators and companies all to work together, you know, for a better tomorrow. So thank you all so very much for your time today. Thank you. Really enjoyed it.